Pablo Picasso was once asked whether he knew when he started it what a painting was going to look like when it was finished. He replied, of course not. If I knew, I wouldn't bother doing it. I find it rather encouraging to hear things like this from someone I would have thought had a clearer view of the final outcome of his work. It makes it easier when I'm four lines in on a piece of writing, for example, like I was at the moment I wrote these words, and I've really got only the vaguest idea of where it's going and no idea at all how it's going to get there. What Picasso was implying was that the act of painting was the way he discovered what the painting itself would become, that putting his brush to the canvas was an act of exploration before it was ever an act of expression. He was also, I think, implying that the act of exploration was the very reason he painted to begin with. And that should give hope to all of us who are intent on making new things, but so often have barely an inkling of what that new thing might actually look like when we're starting out. Last month I wrote and published an article about this very thing, though I was speaking specifically to photographers. It occurred to me that while I speak and teach a lot about the importance of creative vision in photography, there might be many who misunderstand this to mean that the so-called real photographers, the ones who've been at this for a while or have achieved some renown, they're all out there with a really clear, pre-existing idea of what they're trying to make, and they just press the shutter button and call it a day. I have not found this to be the case. I found the creative process much more down-to-earth. My camera much more like a shovel than anything else, digging around in the dirt to find the good stuff. What's that got to do with your art making? I'm David Dushman, and this is Dig, episode 60 of A Beautiful Anarchy my podcast about the joys and obstacles of everyday creativity. Let's talk about it. While many artists make much of their art as an expression of this idea or of that feeling, it is usually always first an exploration, which is a more elegant way of saying they were just digging around in the particular dirt of their own world with the shovels of their own particular craft, in hopes of finding the treasure that is the idea that one piece of work will be eventually about. And I think it's important, if we're going to use this metaphor, to point out that as all creativity and art happens in the unknown, a long way from certainty of any kind, X never marks the spot, and there are no maps. Every day we grab the tools of our craft, and we dig. Sometimes we spend all day digging. Sometimes we hit the lid of the treasure box much sooner than we expected, delighted to open the box and find inside something we've never seen, and yet we recognize it as our own, like we were looking for it, having no idea what it might look like, but knowing we would recognize it when we saw it. There you are, we say, as though it were both brand new to us and at the same time so familiar I think a lot of art making is the process of looking for something about which the best we can say at this point is, I'll know it when I see it. This metaphor of exploration or even excavation was at the heart of the article I wrote last month, and I, I bring it up because the response that I got back from that piece was a great big sigh of relief 
from many of the photographers who follow me, many of them already finding the act of art making much more like the exploration and discovery I described than the expression of some deeper pre-existing vision. And I think it might be helpful to know you're not alone if that's the case with you too, regardless of the craft you practice. Of the thousand replies I received about that article, most of them expressed some version of relief from the pressure they were feeling to have their vision all figured out and only just in need of some skillful execution. Many of them admitted to feeling blocked from the creative freedom that we most need to make our best work, specifically the freedom to engage in wild goose chases, to be very speculative about our efforts, to follow a hunch, and maybe most important of all, the freedom from any expectation that we'll get it right on the first try. One shovel of dirt lifted from the very first spot we dropped the shovel, and there's the gold. I don't think so. There are a lot of barriers to a meaningful and productive creative life. The worst of them are the ones that stop us from picking up the tools of our craft and setting out to dig, stopping our process before it even begins. The expectation that we should come up with something great every time we put the shovel into the soil is one of those expectations. So is the fear that we're not doing it right, that the moment we put the shovel into the dirt or the paintbrush onto the canvas, someone will notice we're doing it wrong or doing it differently, which often just feels like we're doing it wrong. What if this is the time I'm discovered and people find out I'm an imposter, a fraud, which of course is absurd when you think about it because there is no one right way to dig. There's no pre-established way to look for what has yet to be found. We all look in different ways, in different places, and for different things. We all pace our search differently. Some people embrace process and ritual. Some swear by a certain kind of shovel. Some can only dig while wearing their bunny slippers. Who am I to say you're digging wrong? or in the wrong place. You know what I love about this metaphor, the idea that creativity can be about exploration and just digging around in the dirt for gold we only hope is there? It's damn near impossible to be precious about it. It's also pretty hard to make excuses. I mean, you're either out there digging dirt or you aren't. You don't need to fully understand digging before you put the spade into the soil. You don't have to feel particularly inspired either. You don't need the best shovel or the latest technique or to be a prodigy, some kind of natural-born digger. You need no previous accolades or certifications. You need a shovel. And you need dirt. I'm reading a book right now by Richard P. Feynman, a Nobel Prize-winning physicist. And aside from the fact that so much of it is just way over my head, one of the things I'm loving about the stories of his work, and he was, no question about it, an incredibly creative thinker, I love how he talks about problems. Much of his work, probably all of his work, he saw as a problem to be solved. He started his work acknowledging a very specific problem. The problem was his work. I want to begin my work that way, but I usually don't. I begin with this idea that what I make will be golden, and I'm always shocked when I run into inevitable problems. Like the problems that I encounter are the obstacle. They're the thing that gets in my way. Feynman didn't work that way. 
the point of his work was the problem itself, and his work was no less about exploration and discovery than whatever you and I do. It was certainly no less creative. But unlike many of us, he didn't see the problem as the thing in the way of what he was trying to do. It was the thing he was trying to do. He didn't begin with a predetermined outcome, then just deal with the problem and try to clear the obstacle on the way there. He let the problem determine the outcome. He wasn't afraid to dig. His work was the digging. That was the part he enjoyed, not the inevitable moment he discovered the gold, in this case, the solution to his problem. I think a lot of frustrated artists, makers, and creatives have forgotten that their job is the digging. Reading books is part of that digging. Research is digging. Sketching is digging. Making prototypes, or whatever you call that part of the process in your field of work, that's digging too. Finding problems to solve is digging. So is the effort to solve them. Putting your hands on the clay over and over again, unafraid to try new forms and to push them all back into formlessness when they don't work, that's digging. And all those shitty first drafts and the willingness to delete whole paragraphs, whole chapters, that's digging too. But waiting around for inspiration, looking for excuses, that's not digging. If it doesn't get your hands dirty or take some effort, it is probably not digging. And if you don't like working through the problem as a challenge with its own set of rewards, you might not love the process of art making as much as you love the product alone. And that is a very hard place from which to have to pick up the shovel every day. To go back to Richard Feynman, physics is like sex, he said. Sure, it may give some practical results, but that is not why we do it. Friends, I know the muse gets all kinds of praise from the well-heeled. Don't get me wrong, she can rock a string of pearls and a little black dress with the best of them when that gallery opens or the new album or book gets released, when that gold is finally shown to the world all polished and stuff. But the muse, she is as blue-collared as they come. She comes from a working-class family and she's way more comfortable in a pair of overalls and would rather be digging for the next thing than celebrating the last one. She's also much more comfortable with us admitting we haven't got the foggiest fucking idea what we are doing, having never dug in this spot before, nor knowing exactly what we're looking for this time. The muse is much cooler with that than with us feigning expertise at digging and being more precious about it than it deserves. I love the idea of creativity as exploration, it frees me on the mornings that I walk into my office to write or into the streets to photograph, and I haven't got a clue what to write or what to photograph. It allows me to focus on the digging rather than worrying about the thing to be dug. After all, wasn't that why we got into this in the first place? Just for the joy of doing it and seeing where it leads, if anywhere? At the beginning, 35 years ago, when I picked up my first real camera, it didn't matter if I had any sense of where it was all going. I just wanted to be out there looking at the world through my viewfinder, playing in the dirt and seeing what came from it. I just couldn't believe that I got to spend my time doing something that gave me so much joy. It's worth noting that we often do not find what we're looking for. Sometimes we come up not with gold, but, well, just more rocks. And the more we dig, the more... Well, dirt, we find. But just as often, we come up with something entirely 
unexpected, something we would never have found at all if we'd been looking for it. X-rays, for example, were discovered accidentally in 1895 when, and I hope you'll forgive me if I mispronounce the name, Wilhelm Röntgen was testing to see if cathode rays could pass through glass. Instead, he found a different kind of light entirely, and it could pass, he discovered, through much more than glass. Alexander Fleming was busy digging for something else when he found, and these are his words, not mine, a mold juice that could kill a wide range of bacteria as quickly as it kills my appetite. Penicillin, like x-rays, is arguably one of the great discoveries of our age, but he didn't go looking for it. He was digging for something else entirely. Much more recently, Pfizer was looking for a treatment for angina when it discovered that its little blue pill raised a lot more than just the hopes of heart patients. They were looking for something else entirely, and instead of that, found gold in an industry known for, well, its stiff competition. I guess this is all really just my oblique way of saying, do the work. That is where the gold is, and I don't mean the treasure that turns up from digging, though there are very few feelings in the world like something new and interesting turning up as a result of that work, but sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't. I mean in the digging itself, the joy that comes just from working the problem, exploring the unknown, starting out with a shovel or a camera, a paintbrush or a guitar, and seeing where it all leads we make creativity so complicated, so overburdened with expectations. And I wonder, what if it's simpler than all of that? What if it's just showing up every day and grabbing the shovel, just excited to see what's under there? The most creative people in the world know it's not the shovel or having a clear view of what is to come, but showing up daily to dig. Thank you again for joining me. If this podcast is new to you, you'll find it takes a short break every four weeks when I send out instead an issue of On The Make, which is like a written episode of this podcast sent out to your inbox every fourth Sunday morning. If you're not already getting that, but you'd like to, just go to startuglybook.com, scroll to the bottom, and let me know where to send it. Once a month, I'll draw the name of one listener to whom I will send a signed copy of A Beautiful Anarchy, the book that started all of this, as a thanks for listening. Our times together each week are a little one-sided. I tend to talk, and, well, <laughs> you have no choice but to listen. So if you ever want to change that, you can get me anytime at talkback at abeautifulanarchy.com. Thanks again for being here. We'll talk soon. In the meantime, go make something beautiful.